you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. Man, we are grasping at straws here. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Backroom Movie News and the Alien Legacy. It's time for Alien Resurrection. I uh, I appreciate this movie for what it is and actually quite enjoy it. Uh, in fact, my love for the original four movies go in this order. Alien, Alien Resurrection, Aliens, Alien 3. Boom, I said it. Uh, now there's a lot of flaws, objective and subjectively. So let's get into it right here on Backroom Movie News. Welcome to the best seat in the house, everybody. I'm Chase Kubo. Chase Kubo. Before we get started, uh, please consider subscribing to the YouTube channel and rating us on iTunes or Facebook. Anything you do helps out a lot. Thank you, guys. And now let's let's just start with the score per my uh, usual structure with these videos. You know, unfortunately, man, the score in this movie, not that great. Uh, I love the main title track. It's it's one I think about all the time. I can always hum it. Fucking love it. The little theme, that little theme that's present throughout the whole movie, just, it has a lot of oomph. Uh, it's catchy, memorable, and just nice. And it defines the movie well. But other than that, there's not much going on. It just doesn't really stand out to me. I mean, I like the small piece of Jerry Goldsmith's core from the alien original Alien movie that they used, but, you know, I don't know if that counts. And this kind of sucks because I, probably like a lot of people, love a good orchestral score in my favorite movies. Like sci-fi and action, it's awesome. So it's unfortunate that this one was a, a bit of a step down compared to the rest. Uh, but that's okay, because what was uh, maybe not a step up, but a step nonetheless, was the characters. I think that the characters in this movie maintain the franchise's decision of a well-characterized group. Uh, they're lacking compared to the previous three films, but I didn't hold that against the production. It was it was a very 90s movie. It was, So those big, weird personalities, all very, very different from each other, it's a joy to watch, at least in a sort of ironic way. Uh, I thought that the Ripley 8 character was a great idea, at least in in the context of the movie that we received. What I mean there is that it probably wasn't a good idea to go that route for, you know, several reasons, but since they did that go way, since they did go that way, the Ripley morph was a, a really cool thing to see. And kudos to Whedon for his big picture idea and Sigourney Weaver for really basking in the role and making it something to remember and enjoy, no matter how weird or bad it got. And, uh, Call was played by the wonderful Winona Ryder. Uh, she was another pretty good idea, another good concept in the movie that we got. Uh, I enjoyed that the androids in every film so far in this franchise have been uh, something different and thought-provoking. Maybe not quite as effective here and not prevalent as prevalent in Alien 3, but still. Uh, the focus on the AI in the prequels may be a bit too much, at least for some, but there's no denying how important the robots are in this franchise. Call was a machine made by machines. Uh, she was hiding in the crew of the Betty. She was there on a mission to uh, to stop what the military was doing to kill the Ripley morph, to cut the aliens off. 
there was a synthetic uprising after her generation of synthetics were made. She's a result of an interesting idea and an overall likable character. I think the crew of the Betty and the whole cast is the most fun and yes, more fun than aliens in the whole franchise. We're going to slip and slide into the script plot and pacing. This is an interesting subject. I've come to agree with the argument that Resurrection is a pretty good sci-fi story. Like, it's alright, but it's not necessarily the best alien story. The alien alien franchise story. It has some tropes of sci-fi. It's got some new and interesting concepts. It's got some nice homages to the originals. And it breaks new ground with the lore at the same time. But... So it's, I like the idea that it had of doing all that, but in the end, it all adds up to an uneven, tone-shifting thrill ride that's not quite at home in the franchise. Uh, I can admit that at this point, but it is important to highlight that I enjoy it as an alien movie and a movie in general. It doesn't always jive with the franchise, but I enjoy it as an alien movie, as part of that franchise. And that's more, that's probably more than most people on this planet, to be honest. So yeah. I'll mention here that I thought uh, Jean-Pierre Juanet, Juanet, I don't know how to pronounce it, famous director, look him up, uh, Google it, uh, did an admirable job directing. Still, he couldn't necessarily, I don't know if he could really handle this material. Uh, Joss Whedon is famous for stating that the humor in the script that he wrote and how to, it wasn't interpreted right. Like the crew and the director, they didn't really know how to, what to do with what he was, he was getting at. So, it's a bit of a fail, but it's all right. I think it came together well enough for me. And uh, we're going to slide over again into genre and tone. Uh, sci-fi action. Boom. Again. This time around, the studio was reluctant to make another film. They were trepid for a while. Guyler and Hill worked with a... They worked on little ideas, but they weren't really in love with anything. They actually, just like kind of like Alien 3, they had a lot of scripts worked on. But nothing really jumped out. It wasn't until they had... Uh, until they had Joss Whedon work on anything that they started to move into it a little bit more. He went back to the aliens vibe of a group of soldiers or mercenaries and like pirates in this case, uh, again up against an army of xenomorphs. Um, he he used a combination of there was a interesting combination of camp design. Uh, sorry, I lost my place. There was an interesting combination of camp, design, and directing that didn't really add up to the action-packed, grounded, but still fantastical vibe that the alien that aliens achieved. Still, I think the weird and thought-provoking parts of high there were weird and thought-provoking parts of high quality, while the funny and delightful parts were also of high quality. They worked as well. They just worked separately, though. The tone was bouncing from one side of the spectrum to the other, and it you could sort of see that it pro- it kind of committed that sin that I mentioned in a recent episode of uh, Back in Movie News that the Last Jedi might have at times where I believe it's pronounced bathos or bathos where that they, there's a serious moment or heavy moment that's followed up with a scene of levity you know often characterized by a joke that doesn't totally make sense so they just they had a lot of trouble with the tone and the genre there but that's okay uh, they made up for it not really but the set design uh, it was French. Unfortunately, I don't really, at least in the moment, totally know what they were going for. I'm sure I've seen and heard it on the behind-the-scenes documentary, and I'm forgetting, but it just seems overall forgettable, man. It does, of course, fit in with the industrial-military tone and design of the previous uh, movies, considering they're on a military vessel. 
Some of what Whedon was going for may have had to do with the completely comical, sometimes incompetent military force being destroyed by the Xenomorphs with a ragtag, shit-faced crew of the Betty making it through the mess. In a deleted scene, one of the doctors even said that Walmart came out on top of everybody, even Weyland Yutani, after after the uh, the big war, and they control everything. So I think that the larger concepts that seem present in this movie are a bit they're a bit overlooked. There's some interesting and funny things going on. It's just the movie didn't come together well enough to really be like, oh yeah, that's interesting and funny. You know how it is. Uh, but probably because of oh that just said yeah, cancel that last one. <clears throat> And uh, to sort of start to finish this off, talk about uh, comparing it to the rest of the franchise. It was, uh, it was a tough ending to the quadrilogy. It's really unfortunate that the franchise was subject to so much inconsistency and change. It was kind of good. It's nice to have something so different in some like, franchise that evolves, but still, it just it didn't always work out for the better. Uh, Guyler and Hill ushered it through each film, and they were pretty meticulous in their processes. I think they loved what they were doing, and uh, I think they loved what they were doing. It's just they weren't really the pair that were right for all of the films, especially the latter two. At least not right for their success. I wish there was someone else who was beside them, or they passed it off to someone else to be like the main producer. And with the rise of the interconnected film universes and whatnot, I tend to think that almost any franchise or series would benefit from... Uh, from a producer you know such as like Kevin Feige that that kind of guy that just he's like the showrunner he knows what's going on he's making smart business decisions he's pushing forward these great movies so I think that Resurrection got too weird too funny too serious and too different from the original movie as well as the general feel of the others at times which is funny because literally none of them seem anything like the others in most aspects and the way the tone and just the style, it, they were also different, but still Resurrection felt not at home in the franchise. But yeah, it's it's a little worse than all the other movies in theory, quality-wise, but I fucking love it. Alright, to conclude it really quickly, to absolutely for sure conclude it, uh, I, I'm always going to love Alien Resurrection. <laughs> and uh, what it is in the context of the Alien franchise, it has plenty of flaws. I mean, plenty of flaws. But I'm always I'm always down for the watching this movie, man. Always down for it. All right, well, that about wraps it up for today, you guys. Once again, as always, thank you so much. I always appreciate knowing that anybody, even if it's three people, even if it's my mom, my sister, and Kason, watch this these videos and hear what I have to say and maybe think about something that I like just a little bit more. And uh, I guess right now we've got a normal episode up. Um, we've got... I've got the uh, at least one, not two, maybe two, I don't know, we're recording right now, two episodes of What's the Deal, my new series, so we got a lot going on right now, you can check those all out on the channel, they're right there, you can't miss them, uh, and in the meantime, if you can give this video a like and subscribe to the channel, uh, consider sharing the video with your friends, enemies, acquaintances, whatever, uh, drop a comment below. Tell me what you think about Alien Resurrection. Uh, do you feel any differently after hearing this? Or just anything you want to bring to the discussion. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Official for upcoming updates on upcoming movie news coming to you guys. And uh, once again, thank you so much. Check out all the content that we have going right now. And I will see you next time, probably with Kaysen. Goodbye. <laughs>